0: The Leave Review Project was our last best hope for news. A self contained podcast,
1: two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members, and developers. A shining beacon in space. All alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite, the year Space lakes came upon us all.
0: This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Leave Radio.
1: Kings Commanders, and welcome to episode 331 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix fire Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our uh, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, that's Ben Moss Woodward.
2: Give me a second, I'm just trying to sow my seeds everywhere and get everything, out, uh, get everything into all the places.
1: Mm, exactly. Or at least clean up after myself.
3: Um, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello, Colin. Just very quickly, um, you sound less than enthused when you introduce Ben. I think you should give it another go to give him the enthusiasm he deserves. We well, didn't sound particularly thrilled to introduce you, Shan. I wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> you didn't have push um, to listen on. <laughs> we have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Souverine. What up? So you want me to introduce Ben again, but with the real level of enthusiasm I feel?
0: Once more yeah. the feeling, Colin.
1: Okay. Coming up next, we've got Ben Muswoodward, Head of Health and Safety, who well, was known as Idle Royce.
2: I can laugh my son's calling me.
0: <laughs> is that better? Um, I, I, I like that content. This is
3: Were cool. you supposed to be a drunk Jasper Carrot? <laughs>
0: that's that's what happened that's what happens when
1: you've been forced to live in the hill zone for five years all right um now if you wish you can join us live we are hanging out in game and open ben is flying around the which system were you flying
2: around ben why so serious
1: there you go um obviously don't ask him how he got his scars um (laughs) But if you can't get in-game, you can join us on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, click on the live chat, and at twitch.tv slash laveradio. Well, we are, um, (laughs) we'll just go around the crew and see how they've been for the last week or so. Uh, So we'll start this week with uh, Commander Souverine.
0: I've been good. I've been really good. Um, I'm... Powering ahead with a new project, which is going really well, um, and I have been um, <clears> have <throat> been planning a, a trip for um, now that the uh, now that the, the the light is at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Some friends and I are um, excitedly planning a trip. Um, we are gonna. Uh, well, we've already uh, hired two cottages for two different weekends in April and May on the Isle of Skye. Um, and um, and rented a camper van, and we're going to go up there for a week and drink good whiskey and go for long walks and uh, have fires and lark about and play games and such. Um, and uh, as it gets closer to the time, we'll cancel one of the one of the cottages uh, if it looks like the um, if it looks like it'll be too soon. We've got one booked for the end of April, and and uh, that might end up being too soon, um, depending on Nicholas Sturgeon's whims. Um, in which case we'll go with another booking we've got in May but we figured we'd get two that have a okay. that have no cancellation charge so we can uh, so we can go with the one that is uh,
3: so you're going cottaging then so yeah absolutely yeah.
0: yeah yeah I'm going cottaging um and I've also been uh my my total war warhammer odyssey continues um Atrus and Polish Dan and I are continuing our, our little ménage à trois with that game um, and I have another recruit um somebody called um uh, actually, one of the patrons at Sagai called Kinitis, um, who is also a Lave listener, uh, wrote to me, uh, pinged me last week, saying, "Hey, I, is this the game you've been talking about on live radio?" Um, and uh, and I said yes, and he said, "Ah, I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, you know, my son paints them, and I'm interested in yada yada." And um, and I encouraged him to to get it, and he did. And uh, and he told me yesterday that he's been absolutely loving it, um, and possibly might have an appetite for co op. So my little gang of Total Warhammer fans might be growing, which is quite exciting. Um, so I've been marshalling lots of Skaven, uh, slaughtering lots of Greenskins, and uh, generally doing all that, sort of, all that sort of thing this week. Excellent.
1: Um, well, to continue with the positivity, we're going over to Commander Shannon.
3: Yes, oh, I've been it again this week. Um, yes, I, I popped over to uh, Hot Jupiter with uh, my third account to gather some engineering mats and get some um, more kills, and then I proceeded on my journey on my second commander to Beagle Point. So that kept me out of mischief in game. And in in real life, I have been trying to not buck the system, but um, I've been curious as to why some people in our area have been getting COVID jabs and others have not. And um, so I kind of scratched my head and I had to phone the doctors up to give some other um, details to them. And I asked a question I said, Well, look, uh, you know, what's the process? And they said, Oh, well, if you're, you have to phone up 119 to book your appointment to to get done. I said, Okay, thank you very much. So I phoned up 119 and they said, Oh, you have to contact your GP to get an appointment. And I was like, Well, hang on, they just said, So I was in one of these, Process circles. So, if anyone's surgery is a bit unclear of what the rules are now, the rules are: if you have a precondition you phone up the doctor's surgery and get them to book the appointment. If it's just an age thing, you wait for the letter and then um, you book the appointment through the website or one one nine. And the reason for that is apparently is because one one nine doesn't know your medical history, so but your doctor does. So that took your all afternoon. Anyway, I'm getting done on Thursday at the, uh, at the end of that. But I thought it would be worth sharing because since the system changed, it seems lots of doctor surgeries around the countries, and indeed one nine people don't really know what the process was yet. So if, you, if you're worried, you think you've been missed out, phone your GP up and follow the loop. So that was my very helpful public information broadcast. Excellent. Um, ben,
1: what have you been up to this week?
2: Uh, my real life has been fairly busy, so continuing on with family drama, but that's all improving. Uh, it looks like I may have sold a house. So hey!
3: Think, did you, you own think the house, or not? did you just sell some house <laughs> on the side of the road? I,
2: I did, in fact, own the house. Um, or I still do technically own the house. Uh, but I will hopefully not own the house come the beginning of July of June. Sorry, beers are um, on Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ben has <laughs> Ben has many scary things between now and June. Sadly, but You've I.
3: You've got the house went, stamp I, duty.
2: Well, it's a, uh, uh, it's a house over in Netherlands as well. So there's all, all kinds, all kinds of things I need to worry about. Um, but. I did sign. I did the whole signing of the document thing today, which, due to <laughs> my real name being double-barreled, my wound up confusing the hell out of their system. I was like, I was Mosswood Ward no spaces Mosswood Ward spaces, Mo- and yeah. You know, finally, it took it took it took them three attempts to actually spell my last my last name correctly for the automated DocuSign thing to say, Ah, well. I can see your passport. I can see that your name matches your passport. That's all right then. So, so, so do, you, that was, do you have a do you have a
3: middle name I that would make middle
2: names as well? So, so it is
3: Ben Ben Moss Woodward doesn't fit in the in the line. Then is that what you're
2: being serious when I had to fill out? You know, when you were filling out our forms for exams, and it's like you know, please enter your full name. My full name would not fit into that box for filling out your names.
3: So does that mean you lost marks? Because you're supposed <laughs> to get two marks, don't you, for filling the name correctly. So did you always lose marks because you couldn't? That would your explain
2: why I never got one hundred percent. This makes this makes so much sense now.
0: That is the explanation for why you get never got one hundred percent.
2: It is, yeah. Um, so that that was that. That was that. Um, I did have my my week was made though by NASA answering one of my tweets. Um so that that made me all excited. You know, nice. I asked them I asked them how are all their astronauts sleeping when they're doing crew handover and they were like, Yeah, basically people are gonna be camping out. On the nice. <laughs> I was like that, <laughs> so, did you, me, that- did you-
1: so they're camping outside the space station just to hang over. Oh,
2: I-, I think that it sounds like at the moment they've had so they had seven berths in the ISS, and mm. the last resupply mission sent up an eighth bed. But mm. at the t- when you've got Crew 1 and Crew 2 doing their hangover, hang- handover, sorry, not hangover, there'll well, be 11 a people
1: involved as well.
2: I don't know if they're allowed to get drunk on the ISS. Probably not. I think there's going to be 11 people on the ISS, because you'll have the three from the soil. The current four from Crew One, and then the other four from Crew Two. So there's going to be eleven folks on the ISS. You know what that sounds like?
3: That sounds like one of these student parties when you have about thirty people in a four-bedroom house, and these people like sleeping <laughs> all over the place.
2: People sleeping in the hallways. In you know, they've already had one of the guys is already sleeping in Crew One's uh, their their ship. Um, and then, but they're talking about people sleeping in the, basically in the hallways. So, they call it,
3: like, Operation Goldilocks, who's been sleeping in my bed? I oh, the, okay. you
2: know, thought they'd just do a hot bunk or something, but I, I have no idea. Um. And do
3: they share beds? Do so they bunk up together? Do
2: you know? I suspect, well, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to go there. These are, these are proper scientific characters. And I'm not going to imagine. People they still have, they, they still have leaves to sleep though, Ben. So surely they must... See, but I'm, not, I'm not going to be go- going into who's sleeping in whose bed. Right. I've okay, got then. much respect for all of them. Um. And game-wise, same old stuff. What time I've had has been spent between Elite, Star Citizen, RimWorld, and... Mm. Actually, that's it, I think. Elite, Star Citizen, RimWorld this week. Right, well,
1: uh, let's see. what's quickly been happening with me. Um, I've taken a little time off from Elite on... Uh, and- Every space game. I've been playing the uh Duseks Mankind Divid- Mankind Divided, which I've been thoroughly enjoying before I probably splash out on Cyberpunk. Um just wanted to get that good old cyberpunk feel back into my system. Uh, but I will be back in the in the elite universe either tonight or tomorrow. Um uh obviously personally I've had my jab and uh I just, just put it this way: if you've had COVID. And you get the Pfizer. The side effects are for a day awful. <laughs> it's like having it all over again. Uh,
3: but then after that, you're completely fine. So there's a bit of information for you. I so- mean, I haven't had I haven't had mine yet. But my thinking is, my amateur thinking is, if you have bad side effects, mm. just think what the real disease would do to you. If your side of, if the side effects are bad, if you see what I mean. Well, no, it,
1: it's a it's a known thing that if you've had the virus, um, it the vi- the uh, vaccine goes into overdrive as soon as you've had it. So,
3: whew, yeah. It's, like
2: it's triggering your body to go, oh shit, this is this happening to me again? No!
3: Yeah. It's yeah, actually so- in France, they're, they're saying, aren't they, that you only need one dose if you've had it. That's that's one of the reasons why they're trying to straighten their doses out on stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, so
1: that's basically been me because I, I lost a day and a half to to uh, recovering from the blooming jab. So yay! Uh, so that's me. Now we are also joined uh, by um, the mistress in charge of of Lavecon herself. Um, we have Karen with us. Hello, Karen. Hey, How you well. are you doing?
4: I'm not too back. You hear me? Okay.
1: We can hear you absolutely fine. It's so nice to hear you. We haven't heard from you for quite a while.
4: I know. It, essentially, we've been kind of hibernating and waiting for the world to, you know, be a world a little bit. Hey. Because, it's, it, you know, particularly in the events world, I'm sure you can imagine, it is so hard to make any kind of prediction about, you know, what's going on, where are we at, what are we doing? Um, and that- so we we kind of work on things, but then you get to a point and you're like, yeah, maybe I'll leave that till, till a bit closer. Yeah. So we are running behind our usual shift. Obviously, normally we would put, you know, tickets out around sort of, you know, January or Christmas when we've been really organised. Um, But needless to say, this year's been a little bit, different
1: yeah i it's it has been different i think that's that's the honest (laughs) statement of the year so um you've got something to tell us uh, maybe about a leaf? yeah
4: yeah so we've decided in light of the various government announcements i mean don't get me wrong we know nothing is set in in concrete government announcements or not, but in light of the current government announcements, they have said that they would like the world to be open by sort of mid-June sometime. And I know before anybody points out that they said from mid-June, they didn't say by mid-June. So we get it. But if their approximate timescale is even slightly accurate, who knows, um, uh, then obviously we're good to go ahead for later on, right?
1: Yes, I, I think so.
4: So Yay. that's the plan.
5: <laughs>
1: so, so the plan, so essentially, is if nothing goes wrong and they've got yes. the numbers right and yes. there's no social distancing whatsoever by the end yes. of June, yes. leave cons on.
4: Yeah. Now, obviously, we might be encouraging people to consider hand sanitising, to consider... Um, Face masks, particularly if they they feel like they've got a bit of a cold or something. And if they're feeling actually ill, please, please don't come. Um, You know, because while we can make these predictions, we know that COVID is not going to 100% go away at all. Um, But obviously, hopefully things will be a lot safer in terms of people, you know, a majority of the the people who are perhaps at risk. um, Hopefully by then have had both vaccines. You know, so, uh, you know, those of us who are perhaps a bit more healthy in that, I'm not always healthy, but my immune system is rocking. Um, uh, You know, hopefully the rest of us, you know, might be near a vaccine or, you know, at least might be willing to to socialise on the basis that we're not putting others at risk. So that's the hope. Um, Obviously, if there was two metre social distancing in place, we can't run. Could you imagine the main room of LaveCon with everybody two metres apart? We would spill into the car park. Um it just wouldn't be it be would achievable. Work. Yeah. So so you know, we've discussed that with the hotel and we've agreed that on the current plan we will we will go ahead. Um so we are releasing tickets on the 9th of April, which hopefully gives everybody enough notice that they've had at least one payday before then. Yep, um, <laughs> and and we are releasing actual tickets. Last year we did reserve tickets when we, we weren't quite sure, which was kind of a bit of a pay us if it goes ahead um, situation. But we've decided no, we're going to be confident. We're going to go full out. We're releasing actual tickets, and the um, sort of first wave of them is said coming out on the 9th of April. Um, obviously, we've got some that have rolled over from last year. Um, which is brilliant um, so some people have already got their tickets good job um, and as I said we'll be putting tickets out now I will hold a few back which might be in case we have volunteer you know, need for extra volunteers um, and might also be for people who are perhaps um, concerned about their health if they haven't had the vaccine etc um, but you know because not everybody who should be on the doctor's list necessarily are, although hopefully they're all contacting their GPs and sorting that out. Um, But, you know, one or two people might be still a bit nervous by the 9th of April, so we'll keep a few back in case there's any specific circumstances, or people who have got access needs and therefore couldn't, for example, camp or come from another hotel that they need to be on site and they need a hotel room. Um, So, you know, we always try and keep a few back just to make sure that everybody's included um i appreciate it's also going to be difficult for international visitors might not be able to commit by the 9th of april so again we will absolutely do our best to accommodate anybody you know later on so although the first wave will go out if people if it does sell out which it might not given the circumstances um but if it does sell out like it often does and um, then we will still have a few tickets so if if people are in in dire straits, rather than I didn't log on to my computer in time. Um, and then we do encourage them to get in in contact, and even if it's questionable, I didn't log on to my computer in time. Um, we will have a waiting list then for for any tickets. You know, if tickets become available after people have contacted about access needs, that kind of thing. There might be some last minute tickets or last minute cancellations if people, you know, get ill and don't want to come and risk the rest of us. You know, etc.
3: Right. Excellent. Sean, get, get yeah. your, your word. <laughs> I, I I completely understand this. Maybe one of these, we don't know yet, we won't ever know yet until the last minute kind of thing. But my my, my, my question is, is regarding maximum numbers. Have the mm-hmm. hotels said that, because usually like, Con sells out pretty quickly, all the rooms are gone, but then you have the day, the bronze tickets you can just turn up and, in, enjoy the day. So has there been any indication that you will need to limit numbers at the moment?
4: I mean there is an absolute limit. There is a fire limit on the hotel but we've never hit it yet. Um, you know, But I'm not aware that there would be a new limit. That's what I said about social distancing. In most places for events they're limiting number to allow social distancing, to allow circulation of people, to allow fresh air to come in in between the people. Um, if that's in place and therefore a a maximum limit that's lower than usual, and then we won't we won't have the event. So to reassure those people, if you do book and the event doesn't go ahead for COVID reasons or for any reason at our end, frankly, um we will of course refund tickets if that people want, or roll them on to 2022, which I know might seem like madness for those people who paid more than a year ago that actually they might attend the event two years later. Um But we'll do what we can. Obviously, it's up to people then how, you know, whether they want the money back or whether they want the surety of ticket next time. So, essentially, as I said, we are assuming no extra limits.
3: So, do you have a a date where you have to have everything locked down by?
4: Um, Realistically, probably need to uh, know a month before the event. I mean, the hotel has been so flexible with us. You know, they, they obviously love having us there, which is brilliant as an event organizer you know it's lovely that we are welcomed back I don't know why. with open arms every year and you know in terms of the contract and everything because obviously last year we could never have predicted you know when we signed a contract with the hotel you know and we paid several thousand pounds in a deposit and then covid hit we had no idea what our rights or the situation or what we could expect the hotel to do or any you know i don't think anybody did because nobody had predicted this um or at least not anybody was talking to me um so um you know but the hotel have been brilliant you know they rolled our deposit on the next year they said yes they'll keep the rates the same they they've been absolutely lovely so you know we are confident that if there are any last minute issues you know as i said hopefully we can confirm we aim to confirm a month before the event for for numbers and where we're at with the hotel um but you know i'm, I'm pretty confident that if anything came up in that month or there was any problems you know they they are going to bend over backwards to be as lovely to us as possible so yeah they're and, good guys and, at
3: the yeah they are and for those first time late callers, is there a facebook page newsletter and they can sign up to to keep up to the uh
4: Yes, the website is not up to date, so apologies. Um, so there will be information on um, the Lave Radio website. There will be information on the HWS events website. Um, there is also the LaveCon Facebook group. There is a LaveCon Twitter account. Um, you can sign up for the HWS mailing list on the um, on the HWS um, event website. There's a link there for the for the mailing list. So yeah, lots of ways to stay in touch. We're on we're on Discord, um, on the um Lave Radio server, we've got a LaveCon disc- a lake on Discord. Um and we do our best to check all of those places and make sure that we keep up to date. If you have a specific query about your actual circumstances that you don't want to post in, in public or you don't think is relevant to other people to see in public, um you can always email us at um admin at hwsevents.co.uk. Um, and just drop me a line, and I will do my absolute best to answer it.
3: I, I think you've missed a potential newsletter route here, Karen.
4: <laughs>
3: you and Dr. Stroud need to do a TikTok dance. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, I haven't ventured onto TikTok. I have to confess, we are on Instagram, and we are all sorts of places. But I, I yeah, I might draw a line at TikTok. I think I'm too old for TikTok.
1: Just the thought of Alan doing a TikTok dance is is mind-burning. Yeah, to be
4: nobody needs that in their life list for me. No, no,
2: no not <laughs> really. <Can> I, <laughs> should I admit to not knowing what a TikTok dance even is? You've obviously you see, not ben, got a teenage daughter.
4: Younger and you're supposed to <laughs> be younger and hipper than I am.
3: Sue knows. Let Sue explain it to you. Uh, I actually don't. Uh,
0: I gather it's a dance you do so on a social media platform be- called uh, TikTok, right?
2: <laughs> I have heard of I have heard of TikTok. You know they're, they're those minty things that come in little tops, don't you? You shake them.
4: That's the one right. I like polos.
2: But-
3: welcome to Dad Radio, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: um, well, thanks for joining us, Karen. Um, it was very You're nice. You're very hear welcome. You. And uh, of course, if we have any more uh, questions, we'll pass them on to you. And um, if you want to come back on the show closer to the time, feel free.
4: Yeah, absolutely. If if anybody didn't get the HWS email address, I do also receive emails through the Lave Radio email address, info at Lave Radio. Um, So, yeah, you can get hold of me in most places. It's all good. Excellent. Cool. All right, right, take care. Have a nice evening. Bye. Cheers,
1: Karen. Bye. So there we have it, a Lave Radio exclusive. As long as everything goes to plan, LaveCon is
3: on this year.
2: We're screwed, then.
3: <laughs> no, I, I have I have utmost confidence. Have I have utmost confidence that there will be a lavecon this year. I've been so looking forward to having a a physical lavecon for over since last year. It just has to happen. Sorry, it has happened. I missed everyone too much. Oh get ready.
5: A V E
1: Radio. <laughs> Welcome back. So let's have a quick discussion about the development news that has happened this week. Um, number one headline is that Elite Dangerous has come to the Xbox Games Pass. Um, so basically, if you've got the Games Pass, you now have Elite Dangerous on your available to you on your Xbox. I've um, tried to do a personal stream from his Xbox on Thursday, um, but I wasn't able to catch it. Did anybody else? Managed to so it.
2: He managed to he managed to do a personal stream from his account. Uh, he had issues getting Bruce into the chat, but I think Bruce did eventually make it in. Mm. Um It was nice to see the Xbox getting some love for a change. Uh and he was playing on one of the, the fancy new Xboxes as well, so it looked very, very shiny. Ooh. Um, well, that, that show very, off one. yeah. Yeah, very shiny, very good frame rates and all that kind of good stuff. Um just issues getting the full streaming working with him and Bruce, but yeah, it was last minute as ever. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, at least there was something, but that was, there wasn't an official Thursday night stream this week. Um, next piece of news uh, in game memorials, there was a post on the forums, or a couple of posts actually. Um, they have. Announced that they're going to be putting in in player memorials, which will be held in game. Um, these will be. Um, there was a lot of discussion last year about, um, well, there are oh, a lot of requests rather for uh, loved ones to be memorial memorialised in the um, in the game, uh, and they've come up with a solution which is effectively. Um, there will be memorial beacons in the following six systems that will uh, feature an, an epitaph and a list of names. Uh, those systems will be Sol, Akina, Alioth, Shinrata Desra, Colonia, uh, Ascellus Primus, and uh, Um I guess in this case, uh, they're, they're planning to put it in, in the next three weeks uh, and the names will be updated periodically every few months at all the locations. And this will allow any visitor to see the full list at any of the beacons at any given time. Uh, so, Shan, do you want to have a quick chat about
3: that? Yeah, well, I, I won't talk about the obvious thing because I know Ben will want to have his say on that but i was going to i was going to sort of like say about the method which they have asked for the names um i'm a little bit if you like not concerned is the wrong with the wrong word i guess but it all seems too easy put a name in a forum post and it will go in game and if you if you have too many of these things and you know the amount of loss and grief that's been in the elite community is, it, I won't say tremendous, but it's, it's been too much. There's been too many commanders and too many friends and family of commanders who have passed since the game went out. Um, so I, I completely understand that. And if somehow, if you make it just too easy, does it not cheapen having those names in there? It, if you see where I'm coming from. Um, so, uh, you know, it's like every, everyone can be a special star. And I don't know, I, you know, you could end up, and I'm not, I'm sure it hasn't happened, but potentially you could have people's pets in there. Now, I know people love pets, and I'm going to get a flame to death for this, but I don't know, there should be some way of, if you like, measuring and name you, in there. You want,
1: you want to filter out the deaf ones, so you want to filter yeah. out the
3: people. That- yeah, cause like I said, I really miss Commander McCommander face. You know, and would that would that go in there? Even though just kind of made that commander, commander face for a bit of a laugh? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think this is one thing that has to be taken on trust.
1: And if there is a you know some rude names or stupid things that have gone in there, well then it really it's the is the shame of the people that put it in, in my opinion. Um,
2: <laughs> I really like Commander Phil McCracken.
1: Uh huh. Uh well yeah, I mean the or Commander Whale oil beef hooked. So
2: Commander Biggin, I have a biggin.
1: I mean the system, yeah, it, it is open to abuse, uh, but I still think it's a nice gesture and it also it takes a little bit of heat off the off the team because they're all they, they don't like saying no to, to this kind of thing. Um yeah. The other thing that I have to point out about this, and I'm sure Ben's going to... Ben, do you want to touch on it?
2: I think by the other thing, you're meaning the location and what we're actually going to get. Yeah. So I actually think the locations make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice having it in a variety of places, including Sol and Dromi and Acellus Primus. Because that's places from all the beginning. That's from all the beginning places plus the place where a lot of commanders go to hang out and things like that. But I'm assuming what you're wanting me to say is why isn't it in Tienaisla?
1: It was one of the... I I did mention that on the forum, uh, saying that a lot of people who want the dark, have read the Dark Wheel, will be. Would, would have wanted it in uh, Tianisla or Tianislo or, or however you pronounce it. Yeah. But to be honest, once I'd posted that, I thought, actually, that's a cheap shot. Just the fact that these memorial beacons are in a good enough, I thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the places are... It's a good set of locations. It's nice that it's getting distributed. hmm Yes, of course, I, you know, for law reasons, I would like it to be in t- Um... What I'm more concerned about is, will these be some custom artwork that's had some stuff, effort put into it, or will it just be, here's a satellite and a list of names? Um, That's what what worries me. We've been told they're going to be uh, commemorative beacons or something like that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, From what I understand, there will be a message of sympathy at the top and then just a list of names. You won't have yeah. a, a a line of text for every person. You'll just have their name.
2: But will it be a just a regular, you know, the regular beacon satellite that we have? That oh, well. you know, for example, you you go outside live station, and there's a satellite there telling you a bit of the history of live station. Is it going to be that? So.
1: I imagine so, because you know, and I I
2: really hope that they do a satellite equivalent of. Like the immortal flame, or something, um, um, the flame, or something like that. Yeah, you know, I just hope they do something a bit more poignant than "here's a satellite." Ben, sure. yeah, I was going to argue
3: slightly against what Ben was saying. I think the choice of systems they've given is essentially quite poor because five out of the seven systems require permits. And once you've been to Dromi, you can't go back. So that doesn't leave you many systems to go and visit them in. And as for the Tin as a graveyard, I mean, yes, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying about, you know, we should move on. But people have been wanting to see the Tin as a graveyard for 39 years. Robert Holstock, who wrote the Dark Wheel novel, died before he saw Elite Dangerous. So, you kind of feel as though there's such a weight of history and law, and almost you want to give a tribute to the author of the novella, Robert Holstock, to have it at Tienisla. You know, it, it kind of has to be there. And as for the as for the nature of it, well, when they said the beacons, I kind of had the, uh, the image of the Red Dwarf episode, you know, where they have the ring and it's all full of these little rimmer. Coffees. Rimmer beacons, yeah, Rimmer beacons. I, I thought I had something like that in mind, and if you use it in this, like, I, I don't know. It kind of, ha- in my view, and it has to be there. There's so much history. There's so much expectation, and, and, and the fact you could use it to uh, remember the author of the novella that started the law, it kind of just makes it a perfect place for me. Um, hi, Yusuf
0: uh yeah ref uh um i wonder whether so broadly I'm, i i think that this solution is the right one um i think that uh I, th- I think that given that frontier have set the precedent that they will uh that they will um put more memorials in for commanders who ask for it um this this is the way to do it which is um which allows them to concentrate on on improving the game and uh and uh, gives people recognition in the in the game that they love for uh, for their loved one. Um, but regarding Tier Nysla as a as a venue, I wonder whether it was I wonder whether it was looked at but decided against because it was considered it might be considered a little bit tasteless. Um, and to, just to explain what I mean there, like Tier Nysla, the Tier Nisla graveyard is a famous is a famous graveyard in the law, and uh, it it's the scene of sort of quite a few kind of like it's in a few it, it, it's in the books it's you know the, the books are quite pulpy um the books generally are action books uh they're not like you know they're, they're not sort of um uh they're not like family dramas or or um uh or i don't can't really think of the words for, to explain what i mean um and i wonder whether frontier looked at it and thought that actually sticking a real sticking a load of real people's names in there might actually be be considered a little bit Tasteless, and actually, some people might object to being immortalized in uh, in, in a in a in a scene in a, in a setting which is which is kind of uh, has has been like in loads of action scenes and pulp novels. If that makes sense, it's, I'm just thinking out loud, really.
3: Right. Um, okay, Sean. Yeah. Okay. I'll try me really quickly. Um, I can kind of see where Sue comes from, but it it would be like having. I don't know, just having Arlington Cemetery, just a field with nothing in it. Or, I mean, I haven't been there, but I've been to the, um, the cemeteries around the D-Day beaches. And they are incredibly moving. You know, they, they just stun you in how perfectly well done these D-Day cemeteries are. And it would almost feel to me as if not having the tin as a graveyard it's almost like the elite of that to not have anything at Tia Nisler. and it, I don't know. It, I don't, it's it's a difficult one. I can see where Sue's coming from, but I think there's so in my mind there's so much for having something there. And to, and to be fair, if you didn't want your command, your friend, or whoever it was, memor- uh, remembered at remembered Nisler, don't put the name forward. Have it, have it another way. So. I, I i'm sorry but it just has to be there's so much weight of history behind that in game lore. you just you can't have a tennisisla graveyard without a graveyard okay um souverine uh yeah
0: I, I think you i think you make a really good point about abouttiernisla um i have thoroughly agreed with this for for six years there, there should be something in Tier Nisla. it would be great it'd be really really cool if there were a load of a load of uh gently spinning shipwrecks in tiernisla that you could drop into and have a and have a contemplative moment. Um, I don't think that needs to be the memorial for real world losses. Um, I think I think you you make a really good point that if you're if you are emailing Frontier Developments asking to have your grandmother's name put into Elite Dangerous, you're probably not going to be too prissy about seeing their name in in uh, uh, against the tin as Grey Guard. That that is a really really good point. Um, I don't think I, I think that Frontier are right to think that. Um, to try and put a little bit of distance between real life loss and uh, and sort of scenes from in their video game, if that makes sense. I, th- I think the right thing to do is to have a static asset that is not that is not within fiction, just just there as a memorial, rather than trying to tie those real world losses to in game lore, if that makes sense. Okay, Ben.
2: Whilst I can see what Sue's saying, it's like saying, well, I don't think that people should be buried in Arlington Cemetery because several films have been set there and a whole load of films have been set there and books have been set there and characters have been murdered while walking around there. Well, not really,
0: because Arlington Cemetery is a cemetery.
2: Yeah, but it's also been referenced in fiction yeah, okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to die on this, hill. It, i it was, yeah. it
0: was it was it was an idle thought, and it was probably a bullshit one. Um, I think Arlington Cemetery is a cemetery first and foremost. No, it's, whereas, it's, it really is is an
2: incredibly poignant location. Yeah.
0: Whereas Elite Dangerous is a video game first and foremost, not yeah. a cemetery. Um well, but uh, but I take your point.
2: I I do
1: think that uh, the, I just want to make this final point is that normally this would be a, a place where you'd hope that this would be for fallen fallen players of the game, for, for other players to remind, you know, to remember them by, not great-uncle Harry who had nothing to do with uh, Elite Dangerous. I, that's what I'd like to think. I'd like to think this is really for people that we have lost
0: um, yeah, for, I
1: out- over the last period.
0: My experience of memorials is that it 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 won't be. It'll be predom- predominantly family members.
3: See, I would rather. I, I mean, talk about locations. The systems i have chosen aren't exactly the choicest ones. I would say for a memorial. I mean, there are some planetary nebula systems, and even go to Jupiter is quite close, for example. Just have it somewhere spectacular, not just boring old Akenar. Right. Okay, well, we're, we're kind of going
1: around in, in circles there. So we're going to leave um, the memorials and, and uh, we'll, we'll probably come back to it at a later point. Um, now, on Friday, uh, there was a Q&A which uh, was published about weapons. Now, obviously, this was handheld weapons. Um, so there was about 10 or so questions, um, most of which we've seen before, uh, no, does anybody uh, before Shan just <laughs> before Shan jumps in on this one? Uh, does anybody have anything that jumped out at them on these questions?
2: Let uh, right, Shan go for it,
1: because we all know what he's going to do. Because there was one question which was: Could players throw grenades at ships and expect to deal to deal significant damage if it's unshielded? And they give us both a- barrels, Shan. Yeah, and the answer was yes, and we look forward to watching it happen. And as soon as I saw that question, I thought, "Oh God, here we go." So, Shan, off you
3: go. I front, do you Frontier think they're in a cartoon for this? You know, it's just completely stupid idea. And I'm sorry, if, I'm, I'm sorry for being a bit rude about this, but you know, you've got a handheld device, a grenade, or even a rocket launcher, and you're expecting to damage multi-hundred-ton ships, or even tens of ton ships, with hulls that can resist backing into a space station at over 100 meters a second. And you're supposed to have a handheld device to damage them, because if they damage them, I don't want my class four beam lasers and my class four cannons and my plasma accelerators. I want to have eight tons of these handheld weapons all piled up on top of each other. I don't know. I, 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 I know why they're trying to do it because they're trying to replicate a kind of battlefield XYZ or Call of Duty combat mechanic where, you know, two rockets will shoot down a ship or something like that. I don't know. I, I just don't get I... how you can balance this.
1: I don't think it is like this. I mean, I do. I mean, I can understand that sort of. At some, if you if you look at a modern world equivalent, a couple of hand grenades can easily t- can easily damage or
3: make inoperable a a a fighter. So you yeah, know, how throwing a, Holland, a battle tank. tank? Yeah, but I they don't I don't damage a battle tank, Colin. And the fighters, to be to be fair, they're built to be lightweight. They're built for a specific purpose. They're not. Generally, they're not built to withstand explosive devices. They they're just lightweight. Shan, they're not built Shan, for the same thing.
1: Shan, I'm not the one doing this. Don't shout at me. Okay, five percent of
0: you, but it just it just gets my
1: harder then. Sivareen, are you
0: are you a little bit less angry? No, I'm equally angry. I'm very, very angry because I feel like Shan has delivered, otherwise, a perfectly acceptable piece of frontier criticism, but he has completely failed to add the crucial phrase, which is frontier have really dropped the ball this time.
1: <laughs> well, I absolutely, live it.
2: I, I had yeah. to
0: give you something to say, Sue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So, so basically, the questions were: Will anti-vehicle weapons be available? It said yes. All weapons can be used against ships, except some are far more effective than others. Mostly explosives. Um, will weapons will players be equipped with a weapon immediately upon launch? Yes, everyone's got a hand hand a sidearm. Uh, will there be me, melee weapons? Um, no, players will be able to attack. Players will be able to attack melee when close, but there are no specific melee weapons. So that reminds me of a uh, basically the you know the good old Mass Effect punch.
2: You can slap someone around the head with your beam laser.
1: Yeah, basically with with your rifle butt or your elbow. I'm um, not
2: touching anyone with my butt, thank you very much. Is anybody touching yours? Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, Colin, can I just sorry
3: to have a more slightly more reasoned explanation? Now that I've got it off my chest. Is yes, I mean the people who are, who are discussing this are quite right. Is we don't know the amount of damage that will be done we don't know the exact kind of numbers on this and that is completely correct and i completely i say that we don't know how it's going to work but my 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 point is is what i said earlier is if you make the amount of damage they call too trivial you may as well not have them damage the ship at all if you make it too great you then run into the question i said well why don't all the ships have these weapons in instead of these stonking great anti ship weapons, and you hit a whole credibility wall if you have that, and that's why I think balancing of them is going to be really difficult. And I, I, I would hope, and I, I would hope they sort of take a, a logical view of this because the last thing I want to see are players bringing down multiple thousand ton corvettes and cutters with. Hand powered rocket launchers,
1: personally, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they are referring to basically the Sidewinder, aren't they? They're not, oh, it's, it's, I, oh it, it is, it is one of these things we will have to wait and see how this one plays out because at the moment, everyone's saying, Oh, you can damage the you can damage the uh, uh, a ship, an unshielded ship by throwing these things, but you can't... You can't wipe out a Corvette or an Anaconda with a couple of handheld missiles and a grenade. Um, um
0: Just a... a uh, Shan said nothing... Uh, if, if, if the damage is trivial, trivial, there's no point having it. I actually disagree with that. I'm a really, really... I'm a strong proponent of having things in video games which are trivial in terms of gameplay impact, but... um but extant nonetheless, because I think it adds to verisimilitude. Um like, for example, if your if your handheld weapon did some damage to a your handheld rocket launcher did some damage to a to an anaconda, but it was so trivial that um that it would never be used even by even by the insane and curious um, as a way to to deal damage, as a way to take out an, an aggressor, then what that would the, the, the sense of immersion that that would give was that this is a real world it, it reacts to you in plausible ways it behaves the way you expect it would um, and um, and it and, and and crucially it relax it, it does react to you it doesn't just ignore you um the problem with binary things like this weapon does affect this and this weapon doesn't is that it kind of reminds everybody all the time that it's a video game if that makes any sense
1: <laughs> Bitstorm has
3: asked can you punch ships <laughs> Well, but, but just, again, thinking, thinking through this uh, you know, a, a bit more, I mean, Colin mentioned about you can damage a sidewinder. Well, a sidewinder, fully laden, is still in excess of 40 tons. You know, these aren't small things. These aren't light aircraft or even modern spaceships, which are designed for lightness. These these things have weight. They have armor. And in, in, in thought to what Sue was saying, I mean, I thought about this because I can see the need to deter people landing their big ships on top of players and basically raffle stomping the whole, I, I can get the need why they're doing that. However, I would, I would say, don't look at actually damaging the ship. Have it, have it, have it something like um, it disrupts the, the modules of the ship. So you get too close. I don't know. Maybe not your drives out or it, damages your life support or something like that. Because you could have an EMP device or something like that as handheld that could have a temporary deterrent effect on a ship. Or even if you wanted to, and I saw it suggested in the forum, which I thought was a great idea, is have player placeable like emplacements they could then control remotely. So you could actually attack the emplacements. And and that would be and that would be a plausible way in which a ship could be damaged. But Throwing, throwing grenades at 40 50 ton ships, I, I don't know, it doesn't fit. It, particularly, sorry, particularly when you listen to Discovery Scanners by Dr. K. Ross, you look at the incredible amount of detail and research that's gone into making this galaxy. tacking this on the end of that, I don't know, it just doesn't, just feels cheap. Okay,
1: well, we're going to move on from this one now. Um, but let's quickly cover the, the others' questions. Um, will there be a aiming reticle always on screen? They said yes, because this reticle is used more than just combat. Uh, will weapons allow you to look down the sights? Yes, you'll be able to do that, although different scopes are available through engineering, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, what kind of weapons will there be? There's going to be a further... Explanation on this, there's going to be pistols, rifles, SMGs, shotguns, rocket launchers, and obviously grenades. Um, will players be able to upgrade their weapons with attachments? Now, let's have a think of this one. You can choose from several attachments for your weapons. However, a modified weapon cannot be reverted, so think carefully. You can own multiple copies of a weapon for different situations, but you can only carry a limited number of them at a time, dependent on your suit type. I thought that was quite
0: interesting. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. I like the look of that.
3: Yeah. Um, but Why are we only allowed to have one modification to a weapon before we scrap it? Because this isn't Doom.
0: Uh, that sounds like that, that sounds a terrible answer. Actually, that sounds a lazy crap answer. Like there there isn't really a good. I mean, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not necessarily immediately leaping behind Shan that we definitely need to have more than one modification per per weapon but um but i don't think the i don't think we need to i don't think frontier need to actively avoid being like a really successful shooter um it i mean they might have they might have thought that um that actually in terms of the the engineering effects having more than one modification per weapon would would be confusing and
3: and just unbalance the game too much maybe yes because there's there's such things as, as you have um I forgot the proper name for them, and, and Kyle probably moaned me for not remembering, but you have these mounting rails that allows you to change the sight, or you have an attachment to put a silence on. You can basically, there are attaching points that you can fit modifications to a weapon, even today, and just swap them out. Right. Well, obviously,
1: everyone's not happy with that one either. Okay. um, Final question was, can you drop items for your friends to use? The answer is yes. Uh, Players can pick up and use your dropped items. However, this does not include uh, ammunition. It's only inventory items. So you're kind of stuck with your ammo. Everyone happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. At least we ended with something. Um, also, uh, today th- there was an additional stream. Um, Arf is in chat telling Bruce that he needs to blur his background. However, um, some secrets were revealed uh, that there's some gameplay being demonstrated this Thursday uh, on the um, the live stream, and there will be Twitch drops big stuff, but it will be happening at 4pm Thursday, not the usual 7pm. So I don't know whether or not this means that, um, that they say they're going to have extra devs coming on and there's going to be interviews. I don't know whether or not this means it's 4pm to 7pm or it's just 4pm for a couple of hours, but it does feel like something big
3: is happening with this one. Um, Shan. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the whiteboard, and I- I'm wondering: Did he do that in his own spare time, or do you think he was tasked with coming up that notice board? Well, uh, judging by the fact that it says Stephen was here, it might have been Stephen. So, are we saying Frontier community managers have broken social distancing in lockdown? Because if Stephen was here, then is he in Bruce's bubble? Maybe, maybe uh the board has been passed around, but not the people. That board could have been delivered there. So you like a get well card? You sort of scrawled your Odyssey graffiti on the board and pass it around. Yeah,
1: I mean the upshot of all this is this: this Thursday, something big's coming on the live stream. So uh, we shall wait with bated breath, I guess. Right? It doesn't say which Thursday.
0: Oh dear! I think it'll be this Thursday.
1: Honestly, Sean, sometimes I think Marvin the Paranoid Android was more optimistic than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: stating a fact. It Doesn't say which Thursday, does it? Doesn't say which game. Could be for could be for Jurassic World Evolution.
3: It says secret, did not it? Oh, it could be like Zoo Tycoon because there's some sort of flower on. Yeah, top,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I reckon it's not even for Elite Dangerous. That's what I think. And I am angry about it. And I think Frontier have dropped the ball. That's what I think. Live radio—it's even louder than me. Wait a minute! That oh, can't be right.
1: Right. Um, well, so we're going to cover the in-game events now. Uh, so first of all, uh, the Galactic Summit is imperiled by a uh, political fracture. Oh, f- <sighs> someone has mucked about with the order on this. I had it in the date order. The- this stuff came up, came up. So uh, first of all, it is the CG started which was to keep the conference safe the Galactic Summit begins with a defence request for the for the uh, um, defence request for the uh, summits to go across safely apparently this CG is still in progress even after all this time so um, if you want to get hold of it they've got some nice Viper ship skins which are available, I saw them uh, demonstrated on the uh uh on the stream today it's uh, 75% you get a nice gold one and then at 25% you get a different one which looks just as nice uh, and the top 10 get in a get is it a federal gunship i'm assuming so judging by the silence um right so uh we've had lots of things happen which is the, the obviously the the galactic summit um Rare, the rare goods um, had been successfully delivered so that every all these conference people are going to be well-fed and watered. Um, unfortunately, there, there seems to be a lot of <laughs> uh, fractious goings-on between the various factions. Uh, but overall, everyone's saying it's going well. So what does everybody think of the, this storyline at the moment? What do you think, Colin? What do I think? I'm enjoying it. Mm, me too. Um, I, I'm I'm quite I quite like the way they've brought everything together. Although uh, although I must admit I was expecting basically a big mushroom cloud cloud over Sirius um, at that particular the moment on Thursday, but nothing like that happened. So yeah, there
0: was potential for it, there was potential for it's not
2: too late. It's not. Too I late. know.
1: Yeah, because this this conference is going on for three weeks.
3: So anything can happen in the next three weeks. Well, two nights.
2: Oh, it's worse
3: than the G7 meeting. That just seems to go on forever, doesn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Yes. It's
2: the red wedding. That's the question.
0: Oh, you're all hoping it will turn into a red wedding. Oh my God! Imagine,
2: <laughs> imagine, imagine if there's
0: a Calnet article and it's just and it's just a systematic slaughter of every character. <laughs>
3: Well, it's one way of finishing off people's story arcs. I've been Yeah, years, exactly. is, isn't it? David Braver well, just missed- drops the mic and walks out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, overall, everybody's quite
2: happy with all this, then. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, it's been predictable, but it's been it's been it's been all right. Yeah.
1: Excellent. So we wait with bated breath for the next couple of uh news drops i think um is anybody else taking part in the cg
2: i am doing uh, the CG I haven't. With miggles miggles right now
1: all oh, right so um is is that basically interdicting pirates or are there pirate zones to go after
2: i'm going i don't know where other people are going i'm going to i've been at the compromised nav beacon all oh, right it's a compromised it's a compromised compromise, nav, compromise nav beacon and mm. pirates just sort of they keep seeming to want to come in and get killed yeah, like sort of cannon fodder
3: unbelievable yeah. right and yeah, you uh, keep telling me down for my invitations
2: you know where I am Shan. I said Ben
3: come to the CG with me and then you like no don't trust you going uh, i
2: I'm at
3: like the cG come you just you I, bet I, there, you. I bet if i went there though, you'd jump out I bet if I
2: went there that you'd jump out oh I'm terribly sorry sean we'm having instancing issues are we Hey, I'm I'm at the CG and I'm on air. Well, unfortunately,
3: <laughs> I'm nowhere near the CG. But oh, anyway.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, okay, everybody. I can bring carried pretty quickly if
1: you want. Right. You, well, I'm
2: just saying, you know where I am.
1: Right. Well, um, it's time to move on, which means that we have after last week's discussion, we have something special.
2: Yes. Score alert bi
5: weekly newsletter here come paint jobs for your arts in here the bi-weekly
3: And we have to thank Commander Encore. J. Encore,
1: Commander JN Tracks, who sent that to me on Sunday and had me in stitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new
2: ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the JN Tracks involved with. Yep. Uh, apparently, I'm setting you up here, Colin. It's American. Are you writing to me? Yes. Oh, okay. JN Trax from the Liz Screws podcast. Thank you very much.
0: There you go. That was genius, JN Trax. You are, you are a you are a, you are a visionary.
3: So, I uh... so, hang on a minute. If, if I, I've been listening to that again, and if you play it backwards, it's the, the words say Sandro is alive. <laughs> Uh, People are now requesting that instead of Pink Custard.
1: Grant will be beside himself.
2: He's got to be beside somebody.
1: (laughs) Well, there was newsletter 312, which um, I do believe everybody uh, has looked through before. Um, And uh, they didn't actually have a store alert. It was Store Spotlight, (laughs) which just showed the the latest ones. Uh, That's
0: nowhere near as good as Store Alert. I know.
3: Or alert still exists, though, doesn't it? It
0: does.
1: Oh yeah, it's every other week. But, but I think,
3: <laughs> I think we're going to have to use that that theme tune every week from now on. Yep. Oh, we have to. We have to. Agreed. Especially since all the effort that went into making it. I mean, you can't just play it once. And yeah, how did you
0: find all the barbers? That's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> you, you just have to. You'll have to have a word with uh, Jane tracks because, hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, Amazing.
2: Can, I, can I put in a request that we get to at least hear that once more before the end of the show, please?
3: Definitely. <laughs> I, I was just thinking at Lavecon. I think we should have, you know how like they have in boxing matches or wrestling when someone comes into a room, they have like the theme tune, don't they, as they come into the room? I think we should have that at, like at, at Lavecon. so when Soothe comes to <laughs> 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 that kind of place. <laughs> when I walk in, dressed as a Mexican wrestler, <laughs> uh, what, and uh, what with your little badge saying "I beat Obsidian C D Nam," something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: That's assuming I do.
0: This is a good segue to talk about to go back to our um, to go back to our wrestling section, I guess, Colin.
1: Mm, uh, no, it's not. Um, can we please have our uh, our advert break? We'll be right back after these messages.
4: I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for ten whole minutes while the Medicom repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation?
6: Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can.
4: I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official calls the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot
5: myself. That's their word, you're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral
6: outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell & McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank.
5: Uh, excuse me?
6: Cowell & McGrath. Taking on any case. Playing the percentages.
2: The Federal Navy. We want you for Adventures Unlimited. Just last week I was mixing Sidewinder Slammers at a seedy spacebar. I wasn't even pilot registered. And now I have a ship and a basic starting mission for the Federal Navy. Owing to recent actions in the Lave region, the Federal Navy now seeks to recruit another 1,000 entry-level pilots. We need you to add your strength to our military machine.
1: I'm going to see the galaxy.
2: We have missions for all pilots, regardless of combat experience or flight hours. Come and talk to us and we'll get you on the military ladder. Join the Federal Navy. Make a real pilot of yourself. Or die trying. Wait, what's that? Is that that a ship coming? Are they looking for me? What do they...
6: Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial
2: needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, my husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please.
1: <coughs> <laughs> and welcome back. Um, that's part of the, our main discussion this uh, week. Um, we came up with a, an idea uh that last week, I mean, we've after Odyssey is out the way, well, not out the way, after it's been released, and they've got a lot of the appropriate bug fixes, which will inevitably come, um, we wondered, well, what you would like Frontier to focus on next. Now, we put this into a, uh, a thread on the forums and put it out on Twitter, uh, and we had about 130 responses on the forums. It was quite a good one. Um, but on Twitter, we have Omni Sensei, who was wanting uh, great FPS content. Um, John Jameson wanted oceans where you could submerge on water planets, or cities on inhabited worlds, along with carriers and stations that orbit closer to the planets. Um, we are mistake not wanting full atmosphere atmosphere planets with weather, veget- vegetation, and ecosystems. Um, and we had f- Caramel number 1 wanting five-a-side football matches on the fleet carrier docking bays. Uh, and Karamba wanted functional coffee makers a throwable Rubik's Cub or a, a hang in their comedy kitten poster. So those were the, the Twitter responses we had. A Rubik's Cub? Yeah. It's funny, that, because there was something later in the overall results which I thought was quite interesting.
0: Um, Rupert's Cub is basically a bear that's just really, really hard to find. It's like a really small, hard-to-find bear.
3: Uh, no, I thought it was a bear that was sort of uh, multi-jointed and you could like twist your legs round.
0: Oh, it could be I mean, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you could be right Yeah. yeah.
3: Right, so... Um,
1: um,
0: I ought to just point out quickly that uh that David Braben actually wrote in after we posted this thread um and he uh he just thanked us for um for asking the question of what did commanders want to see uh after Odyssey. <laughs> uh, he's he he said um, I can't remember his exact words but he said um that uh that giving Frontier um another li- list of unreasonable um completely unrealistic pie in the sky ideas and focusing players' attentions on uh on what could come immediately after the giant piece of content that they've been working on for three years was really helpful and exactly what they (laughs) wanted to help uh, increase hype for their new update.
3: So he wanted Rubik's Cubs in there as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. No, he was
0: was the main proponent for Rubik's Cubs, banging the drum for them. I want those little wriggly bears. What, you can move the arms around and stuff? He kept yelling. It was really annoying, actually. We had to to mute him. So if you move one arms one way, does it change colour? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it goes from grizzly to polar. Ah, okay. The idea I is that the you, you, yeah, yeah, you, you've got to line up the limbs so that you get an all polar bear or like an all grizzly bear or whatever. I don't want a polar bear or a
1: grizzly bear in the cockpit with you. you <laughs> oh,
0: they're only really small. They're only really cubs. They're really small.
1: Uh, anyway, we uh, like I said, we had a massive response to this, and out of the approximately. Um, thirty-five or so options. We're going to have a look at the top five. Um, I did rate them so that answer one would get you three points, answer two would get you two points, and answer three would get you a point, and then added all up, added all that up, so that it gives us an idea of of what people were really, uh, really after. Uh, so <laughs> the first one, which actually. It surprised. It didn't. I think it's going to surprise nobody. But it was walking around
0: ships. That's a uh, that's a really good idea to to weight them according to uh, how many times they're mentioned. That's a really really great great idea. And I agree with that as the as the top one. That is uh, that is absolutely what I'd like to see as well.
3: Um, are we going to have a graph of these? Are we going to have sort of a uh, Colin stand up and go next slide, please, and have a little graph of them?
0: Graphs do oh. work famously well on podcasts. Yeah
1: that, that's, I what, do, that's yeah. what I was thinking you know next next thing you had was basically um man types furiously and looks stuff up on internet while on air <laughs> you know cuz typing is exciting isn't it Suve?
0: yeah uh, it's terrible gameplay terrible terrible gameplay <laughs> it's, even <laughs> it's even
1: worse it's even word post word podcasting um well yeah number one option it, it's I'll be putting this list up on the uh, in the show notes and up on the thread as well. So, um, (laughs) venturers, there go, "Oh God, no, shut up!" You'll be go back on and hacking again. Um, So, yeah, the number one option was uh, with like walking around ships next. I mean, that's that is going to be quite a bit of work. And what's what's the gameplay that would be attached to that? Because Having had the headset on and I've walked around the bridge, I thought, yeah,
3: that's okay, but, you know, I've done it once. Well, if you look at what Corumba said, you've got three things you could do in there with walking around the ship. You can make a cup of coffee. You can try and find your Rubik's Cub. And you can maybe comedy. create your own, yeah, maybe create your own kin poster, cool what's the gameplay shoot self
0: okay i'm sorry i just just, every time i hear somebody say what's the oh i don't know why you all want walking around ships how stupid what's the gameplay involved i'm like oh i'm just (laughs) guys i I mean how many times do people have to like go and play star citizen and come back and tell me that at least in concept it isn't pretty cool and then think about EVA. Think about think about sustaining damage and needing to hop out of the airlock and navigate n- 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 totally your way go. around the outside of the ship. Think about borders. Think about pirates boarding your ship and having to fight them off. Think about actually going to see the passengers in the passenger lounges. Think about having to go down and get your blowtorch out and do repairs. Think about walking d- through your cargo hold and seeing the things that you've just po- picked up in port. Seeing about think, think think about your spaceship becoming a real place rather than just your avatar floating around the game. I, 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 I just, oh, I'm just going to go shoot myself.
1: <laughs> uh, no, because I thought shoot
3: self was the, one of the games. One of the game games It could be. I mean, it, it could be. It, it, you well, I mean? you need player agency. You need to be able to let players. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You need
0: to enable player failure. And if player failure involves me shooting myself through absolute bloody misery at the number of times I've had to justify walking around spaceships, then so be it. Count me in. <laughs> ben, <laughs> ben, off you go.
1: Or have we lost Ben?
0: Does Ben even exist? I swear, or I swear all he does, every show, we just hear him say something about beans, and then he's gone!
3: And then he's gone! I'm pretty sure it's just a soundbite that Norman plays, he, and there's actually thro- no real Ben. He throws in a smut grenade and then runs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah he doesn't exist. I, absolutely, Ben is mythical. He's a
0: bot.
2: 100% percent with Sue there <laughs> on both accounts, actually. But, yeah, anyone who thinks there isn't gameplay in running around your ship, hasn't got an imagination. You know, seriously, I mean, there is just, there is so much potential that could be there. Um, And I mean, Sue's listed a lot of it, but, you know, just, even if we want to just like, boring things in inverted commas, like, you know, your ship is damaged, or well, you break out your wrench and you start hitting things with it. Yeah, I mean yeah. And from gameplay perspective,
3: another one that's actually very popular is if you think of your ship as if you like your player housing, then as you do feature, you kill a bug oil or whatever housing? Well, yes, I'm saying if you think you, of it you have as player housing in, a, we sleep there. in 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 other games, your player housing becomes your your collection, you know, your display cabinet for your achievements in game. So therefore, you're walking around your ship is a way of demonstrating your achievements in game
0: yeah absolutely that it, 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 it's the obvious it's the obvious solution for player housing and as far as elite is an mmo even even apart from the enormous opportunities for gameplay just in terms of role playing and giving you somewhere to call a home it's um there's it, tremendous opportunities there
2: yeah i mean i don't know about you sooth but i want a fresh thargoid heart in my cabin
0: Mm, yeah, I want it beating. I want I want bright oh, yeah. green corrosive blood splashing all over my wall while I spin <laughs> while I spin the limb the limbs on a miniature bear as quickly as I can.
1: <laughs> right, just to point out, the total for that one we calculated at fifty eight. Okay, um, right. just to give you an idea, the next one down was thirty four. So there was an awful lot of people. It was it was the winner by far and beyond.
0: Good. Lots of sensible space people. We like that. Well done, listeners.
1: Well, the next one was um, uh, another one which is being requested on the forums quite a lot, and that is full VR walking around. So, obviously, the full VR suite being brought Walking on,
3: around where? On planets, on, Everywhere, in, on ships. In ships as well. So, so yeah. how much of those 34 points we are walking around, Shall we allocate to walking around ships then? If you're doing no, no. VR walking around ships, then those points ought to go to walking around ships, not VR no. walking around. Ships. Shan, don't be don't be a don't, don't be, be picky just- on this.
1: Because we know that as soon as you get out of the, the seat, you are going to flat screen. And that would mean the same if they were walking around ships.
3: So when they mean VR walking around, they mean the proper VR experience, not the flat screen. So it does also include interacting with your Rubik's cubs in VR? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it will mean that you know is is the same way that,
1: the same way that um, VR playing No Man's Sky in VR is different. You have a different interface. The way that you use your uh, the way you interact with your hands and your gloves and fly the ship is completely different from the way that you do it on on uh, flat screen
3: version. Probably oh, I, I do that. The, I go along with that. I, I the have First to ask time.
2: Question of, what's the gameplay? Well, that's the
1: interesting thing: is integrating the gameplay in in a in a VR way, isn't it? It's exactly the same gameplay as before, mm. but completely immersive Rubik's Cub solving.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so we can give Sooth his his Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You just the well, Rubik's stro- yeah, do Yeah,
1: absolutely. He wants to stroke his Rubik's Cub.
0: I do, I want a pet Rubik's Cub.
1: Ah dear. Right. Well, the next one was actually uh, not that far down. It was 33, this one. Um more planet types. Now for that I meant I just covered everything because basically everyone's saying, Oh, we want lava planets, or we want more we want um full Earth type worlds, but effectively more planet types to be landed on and to explore. Um, so that's that really is the you know the full no man's sky thing, isn't it really?
2: <laughs> Hopefully less nineteen sixties um
1: concept album.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, walking that's that's exactly oh, it geez. because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Walking around um, No Man's Sky last week, I was there thinking, this entire game reminds me that I'm living in a Rush
0: album. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like that it's it's not gives you the impression that you're living in a Rush album. It reminds you that you're living in a Rush album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I am not going to go any further into it.
1: Due to recreational substances and the album 2012, uh, I take the fifth. (laughs) That's that's living in it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can't. After the the in depth discussion that uh, we had with Doctor K last week, we know that this this is a big ask, though, isn't it? Uh,
0: Is it? The, I mean, it, it's is it as big what's an ask it, as say, again,
6: is it sorry.
0: as bi- is it as big an ask as say the interiors of
2: all the spaceships? Bigger, I'd say. I would okay. say bigger. Okay. Um, really, like um, it? Once again, Frontier have to ask, what can we do on these planets? What while we on these planets, what are we doing on them? You know, to coin a phrase, what's the gameplay? <laughs> I, I, I,
3: if I could banish one philosophy from Elite really Dangerous, it would be what's the gameplay if I can make a non spoiler comment on the list Go on. none none of these suggestions these things that my players thought they wanted done after odyssey was finding new ways to shoot people with weapons funny
1: that isn't it although there is actually something down the bottom which I'll uh, which I, I suppose we could talk about Um yeah, the, someone was complaining that they, they wanted the uh, uh, the pirates and the AI
3: to be better. That's in ships, not on ground. Oh, I thought you said, all right, you were referring to only on ground. Fair enough. No. Yeah, I was just thinking all of these on the list are not combat related in terms of the gameplay that we have been shown or anything. It's all to do with adding uh, flavor, adding spacey things to do other than the yeah and i can carry on so i thought i'd throw that in there as a thought no no that's a very good
1: observation because um i didn't occur i didn't occur to me i mean maybe crime and punishment is is something that but that's well down the list actually um uh, surprisingly enough though the next one (laughs) power play
0: that came fix in it. power play, fix that, yeah. power play. It seems that everything's gone wrong since power play came along.
3: <laughs> there we go. There's a new song for everybody. <laughs> Two, <laughs> now, now, you me... need to go on Britain's Got Talent? or <laughs> these, these show's got talent. There you go. I go should on, go Mark.
0: on Britain has absolutely no talent at all. I would be, um, got, like, would be really
3: Diso's, good on that. This Diso, has got talent. There you go. <laughs> I must have yeah, very niche actor there
1: though. <laughs> um, what do you do? Uh, I sing songs based around <laughs> a computer game.
0: No, I sing songs exclusively around uh, around monetization and uh, and power play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll interest all three people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, what can we say about the? It, there is a demand out there that power play gets a, a second pass it is quite a big demand actually but then again this is all from the forums and and the the power play people it wasn't all rubber nuke i'll just point that out it wasn't rubber nuke putting three or four <laughs> posts in the, in the thing he only posted yeah. once but
2: uh, yeah. like his, his post though
0: yeah power play power play, power play. so that was all yeah. three yeah <laughs> Did you weight it accordingly, mm-hmm. given that it was yes. given I was that it was say, a yeah, nice did you that? <laughs> uh, the next one was actually uh, quite
1: interesting because it was the colonization mechanics or, or base building. Now, a lot of oh, is I just making
2: bases a bit more like colon
1: colonization. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is, that Sorry, like, uh, is that like is that like Rimmer world? <laughs> <laughs> <Red Open? laughs>
1: Oh no, that's that is going low there, Shan. That is really hitting below the belt. <laughs> um, now, obviously, um, when the Kickstarter came along, they sort of said that they they would come up with an automated process that, as soon as um, a system had reached its potential, that uh, or had reached a certain level, then humanity would start to spread out. To uh to the next system along, and after a period of time you see bases being to form and all that kind of stuff. Um, sort of a kind of extension of the the BGS. Uh that seemed to have been dropped, because I remember questions about it in the DDF. Uh and obviously personal base building. Oh, they, they they said it wasn't in. We don't know whether it was planned to be in
3: or dropped. But um, uh, what does everybody think of that one? Where's the gameplay in base building, Colin? Where's the game? Just none at all, is there? There's plenty of stuff to do with base building.
0: I actually don't think Elite needs base building if you if you do the if you do ship interiors properly. If, if shit if shit <laughs> if, if 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 ship in, not shit interiors. Don't want to don't want Yeah, we're not we're not in, like, we're in, not in lake on on, no. <laughs> Uh If uh, if ship interiors are done properly, then um then they could potentially be quite modular environments where you can customize them to your heart's content. Um and presumably very profitably for Frontier in terms of cosmetics and um. And actually I don't I don't really see I've never really seen a great deal of purpose for base building in Elite Dangerous I, if loads of people that just stand up and shout no we really want it we love we love base building then then absolutely go for it and I and I definitely think that it is one of the most it is one of the most robust parts of No Man's Sky as an experience um but just in terms of the richness of Elite Dangerous and the kind of experience that Elite is it's I've I've never felt personally ooh what I really need to be able to do is is, is, is build a base in this game um, I, I feel like if ships are done pro- possibly it'll it'll uh, done pro- um, uh, properly, it will absolutely scratch the same edge. That
2: that's a good point, Ben. The only thing I want to say about base building in Elite is we're a chuffing commander. We're not the mayor of a city. We're not God. We're a commander in a spaceship. Yeah, I love base building games. One of my most favourite games with my most hours is RimWorld, which is only about building bases. My second favorite game, with the second most number of hours, is Prison Architect, and again, that's about building bases. I don't need that in Elite Dangerous, though. Elite Dangerous is about flying spaceships, damn it,
1: or running around on ground shooting people.
2: And soon to be running around, it's it's about one one. It's about the single player experience, even if you're playing with friends. It's about fish haulage and mugs. <laughs> you know, you're Good not chance. the mayor of a city yeah uh, just yeah. following up on what
3: ben um was, was saying about base building yes because in currently in game your ship is your character essentially yep. it's it defines your class etc and i'm i'm unsure as to what base building would do other than having a fleet carrier that's permanently landed somewhere and uh, I can see how people would say, hey, this is my planet, look, it's got my base with my flag on it, aren't I great? But that seems an awful lot of programming effort. effort. It is, because if you you think about it, your base would have to exist in open, solo, and in every single private group. And you would have to Um, somehow manage that.
1: Yeah, and also the fact that um, if you do have a base, and we're not on about um, so simply building a house here, we're, we're on about creating a, a kind of semi-outpost, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I think when when it, when it was when David Braben discussed it, he talked about those inflatable little habs that you see on some of the planet surfaces.
3: Yeah, that, that was years ago. But also, you would have an issue for the background simulation as well, because mm-hmm. if, you ha- if you had if you had if you had your base on a Planet, which was taken over by a faction, would your base be taken over by a faction, or would it sort of somehow be independent? And it—I don't know—it has all sorts of yeah background I mean, simulation I, I issues around it.
1: I, I don't think the background simulation thing would be the issue. I think the issue would be what happens if someone comes in and solo totals your uh, base, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know you've got your base there. Someone's decided I don't like the fact that you got your base there, uh, but I'm not going to let you defend it. So because I'm going to fly in and solo and total it while you're in. Uh, well, that's, uh, open that's open always country. happened.
3: <laughs> that's always happened in MMOs because tech- you get people who um, invade a territory out of hours when a guild or a clan or whatever you want to call it is asleep. So uh, so they know they know the lay radio clan. Uh, private group sleeps between 9am and 9pm. So they'll just come on at midnight in their time and take it when no one's around. So that always happens, and it's very difficult to provide a balanced way of countering that. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the the, the list did actually show up a couple of um, interesting uh, suggestions. Um, (laughs) The one that really got me the most was that uh, people requested cockpit cats slash pets. That there was more demand for that than crossplay. <laughs> I'll be back to Rubik's Cubs again. Yeah, we're back to Rubik's Cubs again. Um, caves wasn't that high up in the list either. Oh, I I, I, that did
0: surprise me. Caves are cool, but they, they're just that—they're just cool for me. For me, caves come under the same category as a new gun or a new spaceship. They're, they're cool content, but they're not. They're not grand new spheres of gameplay. Like they, they, they are, they are pretty cool, but they're, they're not, they're not comparable to the other things on the list. I don't think, for me at least. Mm. Yeah,
1: they're uh, scenery, uh, aren't they? Yeah, there was a lot of demand for stealing ships and and salvaging ships or salvaging wrecks in space. That that was
3: that was uh, interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like the idea. I, I, I like the idea. I think that'd be really fun.
4: But not as uh, if it was stolen,
3: but you know, to have that in a game, I think it'd be a fun thing to guard against. Uh,
1: and One of the other things that people were really wanting were galaxy map improvements, which means, you know, f- um, sorting out your bookmarks or <laughs>
3: basically <laughs> making the user interface easier. Uh, Mac has just said an important thing about pets. The trouble with pets in the cockpit is if the canopy blows out, they get sucked out into space, and that would be tragic. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you your space cat going, Whoop. <laughs> Not if they had, like, cat it's Remlock maybe suits. Not if they had cat <laughs> Remlock on or something. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I just got in my head. Meow. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: you can tell I'm not a cat person
3: it be like a Garfield, wouldn't it, at the window? <laughs> yeah, the Garfield on the, on the, on the outside. <laughs> oh, the Babylon 5 episode, didn't they? When they tossed the bear into space and it went back in the.
2: What, the bear? Panad- the Babylon
3: the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that. Um, oh, Ventura suggested well, I would
1: have obviously have to have a bunny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't say anything, he'd just go, ah, uh, so, yeah, what should be the community question? What pet do you want to see explode before your face? Uh, right, Um, I, I think we'll um, move on to the community corner next, so uh, if we've got a little... Um, for sorry a...
3: Colin, there's a oh, couple more um, One thing that I think would be very, very useful and people have been asking for for years although surprisingly didn't get many votes uh, was multiple commanders
1: Yeah, that was 25 down the list There's only two people who um, uh, basically thought it was kind of mm, in the middle I think everyone's got used to actually buying extra commanders at the moment And as long as people. Yeah, the problem is, as long as people buy new commanders, Frontiers won't give you that. Mind you, on the Xbox and on the PlayStation, you can have multiple commanders, can't you? Can you?
3: Yeah. I know you can on the Xbox. I'm not sure about the PlayStation. That's really interesting. And the other other two that are surprising for me, anyway, before we wrap up, um, was Better Squadrons was down at 38, which either means people don't like squadrons and can't give a on them being improved, or they think the current squadron mechanic is okay. Well, no, I mean, it's still on the list, which means it's not great. But it's a, the it's, it's a penultimate on the list, though. Mm, bit, yeah, it was, it was mm. only one person who, who thought that
1: squadrons needed improving. I mean, to be honest, isn't
3: it... Just the numbers that need to be improved with squadrons, or is... no? It's, it's the things like being able to have um, multiple squadrons per commander. That's sort of oh, that, uh, that, I that, mean. that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember now. It's... That's how I interpret it. Anyway, I mean, I, I'm not sure about the detail behind it, but that was what I interpreted as better squadrons or better squadron management. Perhaps would have been yeah. a possible. Explanation. The other one I thought was is sorely missing is having the ability to eject passengers into space, and even that includes human player passengers as well. I hope. Uh, oh, actually, is that something that I missed off the
1: list? Because I remember someone actually it did definitely mentioned.
2: Because uh, I made a reply in the forum saying, "What about turning them into foodstuffs?"
1: Yeah, I must have missed that one. I do apologize. Uh, what was it about robots
2: in the pool? Poll- well, there were a couple of suggestions That were out there So one person who we will leave Nameless, although you know, If you want to find out who they are You can find their post Is wanting hmm. to make Is wanting to make relations With our NPC And if that relation were good Then he strokes she Could walk around their ship or cockpit Just wearing their underwear Okay, someone's been playing Mass Effect a lot more. Uh, another
3: uh, one... Yep, go, Sean. Uh, sounds like second life in space to me. I would like to downvote that idea.
2: Uh, another one, and I I, have to, I thought this was actually quite an epic idea, was robotics. In particular, robots, robots with body curves of my liking to be purchased at every station, together with, together with cockpit accessories like a dancing pole.
1: Oh my god, you want... F- Fembots or...
2: They want Fembots.
1: Mailbots in the...
2: Yeah. In, oh. Um, but the best idea, I think, was a big jetpack on your back and skis for Ice Worlds. And I think that would just be so epic. We, we need that, that in game, frankly. That
0: would be really, really good fun. That's um, yeah. That's more of what Shan calls cardboard box stuff. I would love that. Oh,
2: God, yeah, that would be awesome. Hmm. Where about were more SRVs, by
1: the way, on the list? Uh, that was actually number nine on the list. Okay. So it it wasn't that far down, but I thought that would be up a, a lot higher.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, was was there any was there any surprises? I mean, you've all got access to that list. Was it? Is there any surprises
3: that you thought? Oh, I didn't expect that to be there. Um, explore gas giants and water worlds. I expected to be further up.
4: Hmm. It
3: wasn't a oh, surprise to
2: me. Yeah, rather than uh,
1: specifically things. Yeah, but those those were the ones that people um, specifically asked for. They wanted basically you to be able to uh, dive underwater on on the water yeah. world with your spaceship. So I thought that was a bit, you know, and basically mine the gas in a gas giant. Yeah,
2: well,
3: that, I mean, that's the gameplay of it, isn't it? Mm, there's the gameplay. <laughs> anyway, okay. What was the I... Haven't done much mining recently. What's the what's the attraction for small seismic charges? Is it simply because it means you can have a greater variety of mining ships, or what's the thought behind that then? Do you know, uh, I just assumed that it meant that um,
1: you could go mining in a tiny ship because at the moment you need what um, is it class two? It's, it's at least a class two, isn't
3: it? Maybe it means you can have a m- more A better variety of ways of mining, because if you're alluding to the class two, Mm -hmm. then there's some ships that even though you can ramp up with seismic charges and other stuff. Well, no, I was thinking. Well, you said smaller ships, and I was thinking. Well, there are some ships that are quite big, but actually are infected miners because of the. Ah, of yeah. course, because you got the Type Seven because it hasn't got any Class Twos, but
1: it'd be yeah. a good mining ship otherwise. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, if you look at number thirty-four,
3: um, Shan, there's your reject passengers. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned that. Um, yeah. Actually, actually, a good a good thing to do would be to be able to chase them around a ship and then trap them in an airlock and then press the button and watch them get sucked yeah. out.
1: So, so basically, there you've you've. Highlighted number one and number 34 in one vowel swoop. <laughs> oh. Right, okay. Well, we're going to leave this here and move on uh, to the community section.
6: I could murder a cup of tea. Yorkshire gold. If you have it, double Yorkshire gold. <laughs> and if you don't have it, you're dead. Lave Radio broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy
1: <clears throat> <laughs> welcome back um well there's not much um that well we originally we were going to have karen on at this point uh to explain what's happening with Leifcon, but uh and obviously time was against us and uh, she had to uh to dash so um yeah so just to reiterate um as long as everything goes to plan with the uh, with the government gui- guidelines, Alevecon will be on this year. Fingers crossed. Uh, the other thing to um, discuss is the Dark Wheel initiative. Um, they have swept the war at 4-0 in ROS 154 and climbing an instance in that system. This is the
3: uh, expansion to test SOL and when will that be happening? Other than it's happening now, but when does that look to be concluded?
1: Well, I'm afraid to say that's all we had uh, reported to us. So that's uh, <laughs> that was the dark we had. Uh,
2: chat. So Kai can probably answer that in Twitch chat if we if he hears and gets around to us in time. <laughs>
1: So, um, just before we uh, finish off tonight, uh, does anybody
3: have any other business that they would like to discuss? I do. Okay. Uh, you, you sound that like with dread in your voice. Actually, it was it was in response really? to one of the one of the points that was raised last week about instancing because of different Peggy ratings for the game. You know, like the elite main is oh, a seven, yes. and well. I would have thought the obvious answer would be make uh, elite more violent to bring it up to the level of Odyssey. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can't bring Odyssey down to elite level, bring elite up. I don't know. Maybe have maybe have people exploding in spacesuits with jam everywhere. That, whatever it is, well, just make okay. it more violent to bring the rating up.
2: Shan, uh, I'm going to maybe. Be slightly hypocritical considering what I've literally said ten seconds ago, but (laughs) Kai is saying is suggesting that Frontier tries releasing a free DLC that basically equalizes Elite Dangerous's age rating, Um, and you know, and basically the idea is you take that free DLC to Elite Dangerous, and most people will say I take this DLC and all of a sudden Elite Dangerous is now 15. So, you know, when our ships explode, we can see limbs and blood and gore flying everywhere. Um, But would that... That would obviously be in in situation... That would be the same as what we're getting with Odyssey. How
3: would that affect the overall rating for Elite, though, and would you still effectively... I don't know. i I need to think about that one. Because if you've got an optional content...
2: If you're going to ask me a question, let me bloody well answer it! Oh on, then basically by having that DLC in there and having it available as a free DLC to the to the base game you are bringing the base game up to that level and if you don't want it then obviously you're not going to be buying Odyssey but you're obviously you're not going to be getting the blood and guts coming out of commander's cockpits as well
1: okay I'm I'm going to um, just put a, a slight caveat and all this. Do you see them actually having the time to do this? We've got approximately six weeks to maybe the alpha, uh, 11 to 12 weeks to when the release is supposed to happen. I think that I'm afraid to say at this point, um, that stuff's set in stone and we won't see any any option to be able to uh, mix horizons. People with um, Odyssey people on planet.
3: But ho- hold on, Colin. Didn't you say last week they haven't decided on the death mechanic yet? Exactly. If they haven't, so, you know they've got.
1: I, I don't think that they've they've got the
3: time to be able to do that. Well, you just choose a body part that makes it an instant increase in Peggy rating, don't you? you? Don't need to, to choose somebody's cockpit
2: whole... out and you see their cock. <laughs> Pitting out of the window. Oh, wow. I was thinking of head.
3: What? And not mouthful <laughs> head either. Okay. Oh,
1: gee. I thought we were doing so well. I thought we were doing so well at this point, but obviously not. I <sighs> yeah, not
2: even
1: thinking of it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so... I think we'll leave the question uh, of the week, because actually, to be honest, I'm scared. (laughs) So I think we'll just give our shout-outs. So first of all, our sister station, uh, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30 GMT. You can uh, tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. Um, if you want a literary discussion about science fiction and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Uh, we'll also give shout out to uh, Loose Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, who have started up again. Uh, we have the Elite Cast for Spanish speakers, the Canon podcast, the Fatherhood podcast, Squeaking Fuel, then the Guard Frequency, and Alar- <laughs> grab, AM, which is another Elite Dangerous podcast. Um, so... Following on from this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest that's provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Uh, and we'd also like everybody who's, to thank everybody who's chipped in on Twitch and uh, obviously Commander Miggles for escorting Ben all the way through the uh, Sirius system. Um, so that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Uh, you can in hit us up at Facebook.com slash lave radio, uh, tweet us at lave radio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We have a TeamSpeak server where our commanders like to like to chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at liveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to uh, Suverine, thanks to Shan, and thanks to Karen for turning up. And special thanks goes to our uh, tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Uh, So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly
5: dangerous. Score alert!
1: get the Uranus talk, this is the new outro. According to uh,
0: scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. You've been dying for something to replace your Uranus. I think you're right though, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) What have you done with
1: Shan, and when can we have him back? I don't know, I'm quite attached to this one, to be honest. Yeah,
2: that that butt clenching really was awesome.
5: I'm here, Wotherspoon. Yes, I'm about to land on Pamesh 2C. We read the news, so you don't have to.
6: In this week's news, 100% Pirate Free.
5: Mass Manager Magic.
6: Hugh Janus.
5: What about weapons? 100% Pirate Free. To the excellent work of bounty hunters, the Sirius System, where the Galactic Summit is being held, has now been completely free of all pirates for five days in a row. The Sirius Corporation, working in association with the Federal Navy, is keeping a close eye on the situation. Were there any significant presence of pirates in the system, the Galactic Summit would of course have to be terminated early, so it is very important that there continue to be no pirates whatsoever. Sirius is aware that commanders have earned 500 billion credits in bounties since last Thursday, but that figure in no way implies that there is any problem with pirates. So if commanders just continue to keep on killing the not-pirates as quickly as they can, that would be lovely thank you. Sirius Corporation wishes to thank commanders for their ongoing vigilance and hopes they will enjoy their Vipermark-free paint jobs. It apologises for the inclusion of federal assault ships as prizes. Apparently, the Federation insisted.
6: Mass Manager Magic. Commanders who plan to make the effort to buy the new fully-engineered 5A frameshift drive from human technology brokers around the galaxy are reminded that there's only a little over a week left to get the special introductory rate. For those Commanders who have already bought one or more of these special modules, don't forget that you can add an experimental effect that makes the drive even better. To do this, you need to visit an engineer who can configure frameshift drives. Elvira Martuk, Felicity Farseer and Mel Brandon are the obvious choices. Head straight to the mass manager aisle, taking with you those atypical disrupted wake echoes, the galvanising alloys and the eccentric hyperspace trajectories you have been carrying around for ages and always knew would come in handy eventually. And get yourself another few light years of jump distance on an already amazing jump drive. Of course, you can never jump as far as a fleet carrier, not even with Jumponium or neutron star boosts. But with a little effort, you can cross the galaxy a lot faster than a fleet carrier. And without all that annoying waiting about.
5: Hugh Janus. The Pilots' Federation is breathing a sigh of relief after they announce the five commander names that will be used to name settlements and other locations when Odyssey permits are released. The names were drawn from a hat, but somehow the toast didn't land butterside down and none of the names selected could be construed as rude or capable of any sort of innuendo. Somehow, amazingly, Mike Roch remained in the hat. Mike Roch remained at that spoon. I'm in in an escape pod and you give me Mike Roch remained in the hat. lost my ship on some ridiculous jaunt of yours. I bet you're reading the one about weapons. As did Seymour Butts and I.P. Freely. And the perfectly normal sounding names chosen were Gibbs, Deeson, Tashieri, Blaze and Heighton. In other news... The Pilots' Federation has come up with a method of commemorating commanders, and quite likely small furry animals who are no longer with us. All you need to do is post a name on a forum thread, and in due course it will appear on a scrolling laser display board replicated across a number of prominent systems. Seems to be a pretty foolproof system. And importantly, it won't distract folk in the Pilots' Federation who are supposed to be working on those Odyssey Landing Permits. I hear they only have an A4 Laminator. The beacons will be installed by the end of March in the Sol, Akanar, Alioth, Shinrata Desra, Colonia, Asalus Primus, Draemi, and Hugh Janus systems.
6: What about weapons? In its continuing series of Odyssey Primers for Commanders, about the correct etiquette when visiting planets, The Pilots' Federation has released a guide about how weapons are used in settlements and away from no-fire zones. Here's what they said. Will there be weapons for shooting at vehicles like SRVs or spaceships?
5: All weapons can be used against ships, but some, such as your biological Dyson scanner, are far less effective than shoulder mounted rocket launchers and grenades. Who'd have thought?
6: If we throw a grenade at an unshielded ship, will it do a lot of damage? Yes, it will. Will everyone get a gun?
5: Yep, everyone will get a little gun, which we call a sidearm. Even the pacifists.
6: Will there be melee weapons?
5: What sort of melee weapons would you like? Broad swords, scythes, spears, pikes, clubs, maces, morning stars, flails? This is not the Middle Ages, you know. You can probably use that sidearm as a club, though.
6: What kinds of explosives will there be?
5: there will be rocket launchers and there will be grenade. You might remember from a previous answer that they're good against spaceships.
6: Will the aiming reticule always be visible and is it pronounced reticule or reticle?
5: The reticule is an important part of your HUD and it's used to help you select objects as well as blow them away with a blast of laser fire, so it will always be visible. It's pronounced reticule if you come from the Empire Alliance, but reticle If you're from federal space, because they get confused there between gun sights and handbags. They also call cocks roosters to avoid a similar confusion.
6: Can you actually look down a gun sight?
5: Yep, you can. And if you invest in a bit of engineering, you can choose a sight that's ideal for your preferred sort of shooting at things.
6: What sorts of weapons are there?
5: There will be pistols and rifles and shotguns and rockets. These are a few of our favourite things. There will be a whole lot more though, and we'll tell you all about them at another time.
6: Can we upgrade our weapons with attachments?
5: Yes, you can. But the screws that hold the attachments cannot be removed later, so you'll be stuck with any modifications you make. You can, of course, have several variants of the same weapon, differently customised in your gun rack, but you won't be able to carry them all at the same time, not unless you employ someone else to carry them around for you. And you're not allowed to do that.
6: Can I casually drop some ammo and grenades for my friends to pick up?
5: Yes, you can. It's considered polite to drop things rather than just hand them over. For a really good prank, why not remove the firing pin before dropping a grenade for your friend to pick up? They'll be ever so cross.
6: And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
5: You are going
1: to get me out of here, aren't you? No.